Psalm 148 says, Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and fog, tempestuous wind doing his will. That psalm is a call to all creation to demonstrate the enormous gift of life from its creator by doing whatever it is made to do. The fire burns, the snow falls, the fog surrounds, the wind blows. And I think that that is what Francis of Assisi meant when he said, or is thought to have said, preach Jesus always, if necessary, use words. Francis was a man concerned with taking things down to their basic identities. A man for whom poverty was the only lens through which to see that which really matters. And from this very spare, ascetic, self-controlled vantage point, he became concerned with a just distribution of resources. Distribution of resources comes up in the reading from Jeremiah. And at this point in Jeremiah's long and complex narrative, Jehoiakim, the last king of Judah, the last king of David's line, is on the throne as the puppet king of the Pharaoh in Egypt. Jehoiakim is not suffering, however, because he is using all the strategies a government can use to line its coffers without suffering itself. Jehoiakim is, is an incredibly unscrupulous man. He is a ruthless killer who murders, among other people, the prophet Uriah and has incestuous relationships with everyone in his family. Soon, however, Babylon gets the better of Egypt and invades Jerusalem. And at this point, the Jewish leaders in the Sanhedrin plead with Jehoiakim to surrender in order to spare the temple, but he refuses. Jeremiah, whose horrible job it was, as you will recall, we were just talking about this a few Sundays ago, to persuade the kings of Judah to give in to Babylon so that God might use the Babylonian captivity to make a newer, stronger Israel, casticates Jehoiakim. You're not a king because you feather your own nests on the backs of your own people, he says. Jeremiah is talking about special interest groups and the siphoning of tax dollars for personal gain. Francis was struck by the same hypocrisy. Francis' interpretation of preaching Jesus, as he said, was to treat all created life as siblings, to see the world as a great family. He believed in the interconnectedness of all life. Interconnection makes it impossible for there to be have-nots as long as there are haves. And in Francis' world, that includes plants, animals, and planets. I would say to you that the pressing concerns of interconnection are more urgent today than they were in the 13th century or in the days of Jeremiah. The ways in which resources are distributed, the way in which land and water and money are given or withheld in, are, the, are the subject of every conversation in this country. From a Franciscan perspective, the ways in which this land of abundance has reached the crisis of scarcity 
is a result of the denial of interconnectedness. It's a breakdown of living and preaching Jesus. Matthew's Gospel says that to live Jesus is to know God. The psalmist says that knowing God leads to being close to God and that knowing God unites the world. It isn't hard to find examples of breakdown of interconnection. In California, the salmon, the sacred totem of many native peoples, are passing away to eternity. For the tribes of the Pacific Northwest and Northern California, the salmon is the carrier of life, who brings nutrients from the oceans back inland, and who gives its life for the people who eat it to survive. The health of the salmon is a sign of the health of the world. When the waters are clean and cold, the salmon are healthy, and the people are well-nourished. The Indian people lived in harmony with the land and the water and the salmon, and they blessed the salmon for it. The women Winamem, Wintu people of the Shasta tribes believe that they sprang from the bubbling waters of the Shasta with the salmon, and that the salmon gave them the power to speak. And for giving up speech to humankind, the women honor the salmon as their brothers and sisters. Fishing for the salmon is an act of liturgy for the tribes of the Northwest and the Northern California. It is the way in which they praise their creator and live in harmony with the earth. And when the dams came at Shasta, at Grand Coulee, on the Klamath River, the tribes experienced what the Jews experienced when Nebuchadnezzar sacked Jerusalem and threw Jehoiakim over the wall. For the tribes of Judah that day, the temple came down and Yahweh disappeared. The dams meant that the fish were prevented from getting back to the ocean and could not spawn. Then came the drought and the climate warming. The water got too warm for the salmon and then dried up. For the tribes of Klamath and Shasta in the Columbia Basin, the fish were murdered and the harmony with the world was destroyed. The Creator was dishonored. In fact, as we know, the native peoples were shamefully and cruelly mistreated, often at the hands of those officials who were sworn to protect them. This is perhaps an example of the most grievous breakdown in interconnectedness, the subjugation and disenfranchisement of native peoples, and the annihilation of indigenous fish for the sake of others' well. The dams are there for the regulation of floods and the propagation of agriculture. Agriculture became very prosperous, but the salmon disappeared from their runs, leaving the fisher people starving without income and without sacred meaning. The native people have used many means to address what are called the salmon wars, but the most touching thing to me is that they are praying. They are Franciscan in this way. They are praying for us, for those of us who don't understand the deep reciprocity between the salmon and the water and the people near the water, who don't understand that in some ways our lives rest with the salmon. They are praying because, as they say, we are all salmon people. And they know that if the salmon are dying, we are all sick. Preach Jesus, Francis says, and if necessary, use words. 
think about the salmon this week and about the native peoples who have lived in such deep and sacred harmony with them for thousands of years. Imagine a world in which the waters run cold and free again and the salmon leap. Jesus is there in that imagining, and that imagining is grace. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.